one. There it is. We're here. We're back. It's another beautiful day. Beautiful Wednesday. Last day of the week. Finally sunny in San Diego. We're going to enjoy this. We are going to talk about the big book of ass and all things kinky. Let's have some fun. Practicing polyamory. Real life perspectives from the imperfect people of polyamory. The mission of the Practicing Polyamory podcast is to provide a platform for all of the real-life, flawed humans that practice polyamory so that we might all learn from one another and grow as a community. Enjoy the show. All right, all right. Welcome, 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 everybody, to this beautiful Wednesday. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. And if you've been here for a while, you already know that we're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Three opportunities every single week for you to ask questions. So if you have any questions about your relationships or if there's a topic you'd like to hear discussed on the show, slide into my DMs and let me know. Or leave a comment while we're recording live. Follow the show on all social media platforms at Practicing Polyate and let me know what it is that you want us to talk about. As always, as a reminder, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a welcome guest to be on the show. None of us are perfect. We have we are here to share our imperfect stories because the more stories we share, the more others will see us in themselves, and the more representation we have, the more we can strengthen our community. So go to practicepolyamory.com, sign up to share your imperfect story. Just a few spots left for this season. All right, everybody, that's my spiel. Now introducing our awesome guest. Are you all ready to get pinky with it? Oh man, I'm excited. Today's guest has visited visited us once before, and she runs a free, that's right, absolutely free dating site specifically for kinky folks. But her site is more than just a dating site. It's also an educational hub and a space where you can learn all kinds of kinky knowledge, best practices, tips, and tricks. In addition to being a kinky poly, monoromantic, cuckoldish pimptress, our guest is also an author and has written numerous books about kink which, of course, you can find on her website. And today, she's here to talk about her newest one. Joining us today from DatingKinky.com, welcome back to the show, Miss Nookie. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 Miss Nookie, it's always such a pleasure to have you. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Um, let's kick things off and just talk about this book. What is the big book of ass? Well, actually, it's my second book about <clears throat> butt stuff. Butt stuff. <laughs> and uh, really, it's just uh, everything that I have learned it's based on interviews. It's based on questions that people have asked me over the years about um, doing stuff with butts, really. And uh, it, we talk about, you know, the safety. We talk about even if you have a super tight, you know, suspicious butthole, um, you too can enjoy the pleasures of uh, anal. Uh, and we take you from, you know, the very, very first beginning steps all the way through to... Yes, I'm taking I, it. Off. Okay. <laughs> we want to get to that from that from that. Uh, I don't know if I can do this. To yes, I love this. What up, Robbie? How's it going? Um, cool. So let's let's talk a little bit about some of those some of those steps, I guess. Um, the steps or the or the the things that people come up against. I guess I'll start with that. 
what are some of the things that uh, people have problems with? You said somebody might have a suspicious butthole or <laughs> they're afraid that it's not going to work for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, partner's too big. There's a lot of people that, um, you know, they get really worried and uptight. You know, when you're trying something new, maybe you're a little nervous about things. And um, generally, that means that you clench up and clenching up is exactly the opposite of what you want to do if you're going to be doing butt stuff, right? You want to relax. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things I talk about is uh, whether you are with a partner and you're doing this for them or with your partner and you're receiving it or whether you're by yourself, there are some techniques of um, just massaging and playing and um giving pleasure to uh, the external sphincter, for example, in order to help you learn how to relax. Mm -hmm. um, other issues is that, and you know, I, I know that nobody listening has done this, but um, some people have traumatic experiences with backdoor play because, you know, maybe somebody came raging in to the wrong hole or mm -hmm. didn't ask about it. Um, that doesn't mean that they don't necessarily want to try it, but, you know, now they're a little cautious and, as I said, suspicious. So how to uh, build up trust between okay. either yourself and your butthole or your partner in your butthole um, is, is actually... I think he's wonderful. <laughs> I'm sure it is for a lot of people. I know that there's a lot of people that absolutely love it. Um, you know, so, but, but, you know, when you're talking about, you know, maybe a traumatic experience, somebody that's some, you know, accidentally going in the wrong hole and like, no, oh, that did not feel good, you know, yeah. um, and rebuilding that trust. Like how, how do we start to rebuild that trust? I mean, I, I guess, just aside from going slowly? Is that the only thing? Well, there's going slowly and then there's also giving pleasure. Um, and so one of the things that's really important to understand is that your butthole has two sphincters. It has the external sphincter, that's your, your little brown starfish. Mm -hmm. And it has the internal sphincter, which is usually about an inch and a half in. Okay. Um, and these two sphincters work in conjunction. One is pretty much um, based on your conscious self, and the other one is instinctual or based on your subconscious self. So mm -hmm. no matter how enthusiastic you might be about butt play, um, if your subconscious is not ready, um, then there's still going to be a lot of tightness down there. And so what I do is I suggest that there's certain techniques where you're playing, especially with uh, fingers or even toys or whatever, you play until essentially the butthole sucks you in. Okay. Um, and if, if you've not heard of it that way specifically, you've probably heard about um, using toys with a flared base, right? Or the jokes about, you know, what did they pull out of buttholes in the ER last year mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And that's because the butthole will suck things in. Um, so if you are playing with either yourself, with a toy or with somebody else, play around and give tons of pleasure. And soon that butthole will start, it's kind of like little fishes. They kind of, 
And you only slide in as far as it allows you. And if it starts to tighten up, then you just slide right back out and you keep doing whatever you were doing. This is a great way to gain butthole trust because it's allowing the sphincters to determine when they are ready for opening and for penetration and for additional pleasure. And if you go that route, you're going to find out that you're going to have very, very little pain mm -hmm. and you're going to be training your entire um, anus, your entire pedendal nerve uh, for pleasure rather than that whole, <laughs> wait, hold on. <sighs> Got it, got it, got it. So it's 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> that was Something perfect. Like that, yeah. that was perfect. So so it's it really is. It's like retraining the mind to uh, experience pleasure from that kind of uh, play where it might have been a lot of hesitation, a lot of fear, a lot of distrust. Sure. Um, I, I want to kind of jump into some... <clears throat> demystifying i guess uh that's what i'm gonna call it demystifying anal like what are some things uh i i was writing down some things that that people might be afraid of right like i don't want to put anything in that or you know if my partner puts something in in that hole they might pull out and like have something there you know might have some poop there like you know what what kinds of of things do we need to i guess like safety or or sanitation like what are some things that we need to know okay so let's start with what you just mentioned shit happens shit happens <laughs> um, you can reduce it by um having good butthole hygiene um and i don't just mean wiping but i mean eating well getting plenty of fiber in your diet you know the types of things that help you evacuate easily and cleanly um you can also uh do an enema beforehand mm -hmm. there i talk about different types of enemas and how to clean back there and how to mow the lawn and all sorts of different things to keep it as neat as possible the other thing that I also recommend is if you're concerned about the mess, because sometimes, I mean, honestly, sometimes there will be a mess. If you do this often enough, sometimes you make a Shit mess. Happens. Shit happens. Um, I recommend going to like a, a discount store like Marshall's or TJ Maxx and getting um, a mattress protector mm -hmm. and cutting off the sides. So you essentially have a giant throw that you can put down on your bed that protects it from solids and liquids and all sorts of things and can be picked up and thrown in the wash. Got it. Um, I also recommend that for squirters. So, or for any type like wax play, if you want to do wax play on your bed, oh. if you want to do um, oil wrestling on your bed, you know, it's a great thing to have around if you're going to do anything messy at all. Um, the other thing, and I've already mentioned this, but I think it's good to come back to is using toys for anal that have a flared base. Okay. This is critically important. You do not want to put anything up the butthole where the base is the same size or smaller than the part you're inserting. Got because it. the butthole will suck that up and you will not get it back. That's, that's what emergency room trips are all about. Um, even better is instead of like, so a lot of people will get those... Uh, 
like round jewel butthole mm-hmm, ornaments, mm-hmm. right? For for plugs. Be very careful that A, the round is large enough that it won't get sucked in and that the neck is skinny. So what will happen is your sphincter will close over that neck and won't want to stretch out again. Even better though, is if you get the oblong ones because the jewels, the larger they get, the more uncomfortable they are to have something like this big around stuck between your butt cheeks. Okay. Right? But the oblong ones sit in that butt crack very nicely and your anus is much less likely to stretch out around it, got even it. though they're more comfortable to wear. Got it, got it, got it. I wasn't aware that was something a person could do. Well, King George, you need to spend more time on the adult websites then. <laughs> um. <laughs> You'll be back. Wait. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, okay. So, and you're talking like for somebody who wants to put uh, a butt plug and like go out and, you know, because I've seen that that's a thing uh-huh yeah or um or prostate play there okay. are specific toys that rather than being shaped kind of like a um spade they're shaped in sort of like a strange little s slug shape that mm-hmm. is meant to give pleasure specifically to the prostate um those are great but again you want to make sure that whatever you're putting in there even even a dildo, like if you're going to be, you know, playing with yourself, make sure that it has that flared base. Right. Um, because again, uh, it'll just get sucked up there and that's no bueno. What are the, the chances of somebody being able to poop it out if, if it goes up? Not good. Not, not good. good. Again, this is why we have so many, like there's, there's a, a blog out there that every single year they're like, what are the weirdest things that emergency rooms found in butts last year? Like this is a thing, yep, right? Yep. And- it's worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Totally. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's pooping it out. I mean, most of the toys you're going to be putting up there are not poop. Right, poop is generally somewhat soft and crumbly. It works its way out because of that. Um, When it's not soft and crumbly, then you're having bad poop hygiene because it's getting stuck in there and impacted. And that's when you're having like constipation and that sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. again, this this is what, I mean, a toy is essentially, yeah, bad poop. Right. And, you know, if it's if it's a weird shape, if it's larger, like if it's flat at the end, there's nothing for that sphincter to really work with in order to get it back out again. Got it. Got it. So it's it's going to be really difficult. And that's why people end up at the emergency room. Okay. Um, I kind of like this idea of of the butthole hygiene. You talked about an enema. I mean, does that mean like I need to go to the doctor and do the whole, um, what is it like a, a borat borat boron drink? Is that what it is? Am I, am no, I thinking the right no, no, thing? No, 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 no. This is this is so much easier. You can actually just go to your local drugstore and get a little enema kit and just flush yourself out with some warm water. So you put. Um, a few ounces 
up in your bottom. You hold it there for a couple of minutes and then you just evacuate on the toilet. Oh. And you do that until it's clear. Wait, so you like stick something up your butt so that you can stick something up your butt? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> just making again, sure I understand. You know, it's something to, it, it's important to understand that a lot of people, they don't really need to do that because once you've evacuated, if you don't need to poop right now, there should be very little poop up there. Okay. But some people like to be super duper clean. They want to, you know, like, I'm not sure if you remember the whole two girls, one cup video. I remember hearing about it. Never actually okay, watched so it. Okay, so what happened was. What happened was. They cleaned that space out really, really well. And uh -huh. then they just filled it with chocolate pudding. Oh, Right, so I mean, you get the, <gasps> but it's really not a gotcha. good deal. You I'm... can't handle the truth. <laughs> the truth of what really happened. The truth comes out. Okay, but is it really a big deal? Like, like uh, when we're talking about, you know, the 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 bacteria, I guess, germs that could be up there. Uh, maybe a concern is going like ass to mouth or ass to vagina, sure. you know, like whatever. Uh, are those concerns yeah. like, okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> They're definitely concerns. I mean, if you're going to be talking about like, you know, analingus, which is, you know, ass to mouth or, okay. you know, that sort of thing, you want to be very, very careful. I mean, this is, you know, you've got your, your, um, can I, can I stop you real quick? Cause yeah. like, it's like a, a badge of honor nowadays. Like I eat ass, you know, like that's like, like people advertise it. It was, it was not a thing three, four years ago. Right. It, it's, it's kind of a taboo thing. That's like sort of getting out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people, it feels dirty and sexy and uh -huh, whatever. Uh -huh. Um, I would say, okay, so you've got your, you've got your fluid bonding, right? You know, this is where you're, um, you know, having sex without barriers, right. for example, right? And you've, hopefully before you've done that, you've talked about what this means. You've talked about, you know, birth control, if you're in like a hetero, you know, sexual relationship where there could be pregnancy issues. Um, and you've talked about, you know, your tests, what, you know, STIs you might have or have had in the past, um, what you do or don't have right now, and so on and so forth. Anal adds on a whole nother level, like seriously, like a whole nother level. And that's where you have to be sure. Because first of all, um, butthole bacteria is different than any of the other bacteria in the body, okay. right? So. If, for example, like your partner, you know, maybe recently had the stomach flu, you can get the stomach flu from their butthole. Okay. Just, just like that. You can from, also, from like ass to mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can also transfer um, bacteria from like a butthole to a vagina by going right. from one to the other. So. And that's no bueno because the bacteria from the butthole do not belong in the vagina. The vagina is a much more sensitive space. Going from um, penetration to mouth takes it to even a whole nother level. So analingus is one level. Analingus that goes into the vagina, that's another level. 
And then penetration that then goes into the mouth is a third level because with the penetration, you're going much deeper into that cavity mm-hmm. and you might even be knocking up against like the colon. Whereas analingus, you're not even really gonna get past that second sphincter, generally speaking. Right. So there, there are definitely levels and you want to be sure, A, that you're as clean as possible, B, that you are as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. Both of you, that's, that's pretty critical. Um, gut flora is something that they're just now over the past few years starting to really look at. Um, and if somebody ha- has unhealthy gut flora, that can actually be transferred one to another. Um, the converse is true as well. If somebody has healthy gut flora, that can be transferred. Um, but the bacteria it, from the butthole generally, like you don't wanna be playing with somebody's butthole and then wipe your eyes, right? Pink eye, right. That's, it's a thing. Um, so you wanna be really careful with that. And so in the book, what I say is, here are all the horrible things that can happen And yet, I know everybody out there, y'all got some freaky fantasies, y'all adults, you know, do your thing, know the risks, be aware. You know, if if you wanna lick buttholes, no problem, just know whose butthole you're licking Mm -hmm. and, you know, be careful about it. Uh, Would you recommend maybe something like, uh, I don't know, gargling mouthwash between analingus to cunnilingus um so i would suggest if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna be licking buttholes that you don't then transfer to cunnilingus um for a while i mean yeah mouthwash is going to help but i mean there's some nasty little fuckers down in our guts that that may or may not do anything for you know so i would suggest if you're gonna go that route start at the front door and end up at the back door. Got it. Or you could end up with some really nasty infections. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants that. So, okay. Um, What other myths? What other like, and you know what, actually, this is this is another uh, thing that I was thinking about right now. Um, like in my head, I'm straight, right? So in my head, you know, I'm I'm consistently thinking of, you know, a female partner and you know, all this stuff is going on. But what about our, our gay men? Like butthole play is like a big part of that. Like that's what they do. How does all this stuff uh does your book address that? Does it change the rules any? Like, how do you address it specifically for gay men? So or by men. I think one of the things that's really important that there's there's a lot kind of packed up in there. Um, so first of all, I think it's important to understand that if you're a man, um, or let's say if you have a prostate, mm-hmm. you're very likely to find pleasure from having that prostate played with. Right. There are a couple ways to get to the prostate, though. You can go up through the butt. You can also play with the taint. The taint is sort of like the external access to the prostate. It's not going to be oh. as intense. It's kind of like rubbing the clit through like jeans, right? It's not gonna give you that same effect as going up through the butt. But the thing is really when it comes right down to it, if you're a G-spot haver, having your G-spot played with by anybody doesn't make you one sexual orientation or another, right? Mm -hmm. It's having your G-spot played with. It's the same thing with P-spot havers. So 
that is a non-issue. Now, if you are a man and you enjoy having sex with a woman and you enjoy a woman playing with your pee spot, doesn't make you gay, right? It's just right. because you're doing it with a woman, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's very simple. It might, you might decide, ooh, this could be fun no matter what the sexuality, and then you might find out that you're bi or pan or whatever. But in and of itself, it is not a gay behavior. Interestingly enough, a lot of gay men actually don't have anal sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of gay men actually focus primarily on oral. You know, now it's more gay men than probably straight men have anal sex, but it's even not the core foundation of all gay relationships. There are plenty of men who just don't choose that as part of their um, integral, you know, sexuality, whether they are with women or with men or with any gender. Got it. Okay. So, but otherwise, like all the same rules apply, everything like, like human body is a human body. We're going to have the same bacteria. We're going to have the same things to think about, you know. Absolutely. Really- Absolutely. It doesn't, the, the only, the only difference between the genders is, um, you know, if you have a back door and, you know, a front doorbell, or if you have a back door and a front foyer, right? Like that's... <laughs> You know, you're not going to track the mud in through the doorbell, but you can track it in through the foyer. So you want to be careful about that. Got it. Wow. (laughs) I love the way you put that. I love your analogies. Okay. Um, The last thing, just like arguments, so to speak. Uh Sure. But I see it in porn all the time, right? Like, you know, they go ass to mouth. They go ass to vagina. They like are doing some crazy freaky stuff. Like, are they somehow safer than us are they doing things that that are keeping them um more sanitary we're not worthy we're not worthy (laughs) nice well done producer (laughs) so um in porn yes they they have a very specific cleaning process okay right so it's it's probably more intense than most people go through Um, but in addition to that, people in porn have, you know, full STI panels done regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, they are, you know, careful with how they eat coming up to playing with butts. Right. Um, and they have practiced, right? Like they, a lot of people, and I, I talk about this a little bit in the book, you know, there's, there's people in porn who will not play for several days prior and get themselves ready and stretch themselves out and so on and so forth. So that when they go in, they're ready. Something else to keep in mind, and this is something else I talk about in the book, is some facts about how people in porn who have done a lot of anal have actually been harmed by that as well. So I like to say that porn is kind of to me like the action film of Mm -hmm. sex, right? Like when was the last time you 
you know, tossed a bomb over your shoulder and walked away while things blew up behind you. Looking <laughs> macho and like, just because you see it in the movies doesn't mean it actually happened. Right. And so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> no. And I don't know why, for some reason, people think porn is more realistic than a Jackie Chan film. Right? Got it. Sure. Got it. Okay. He does all of his own stunts, but he's also broken nearly every bone in his body. Right. Right. The same thing with porn people. They do all their own stunts, but they have their own issues that you don't get to see on screen. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, it, it's football season right now. So I'm like thinking of football, you know, uh, and, and you talking about, about porn stars and like taking the time and, and eating right and doing all these different things. Like they are putting on a performance. They Just are like absolutely football players are putting on a performance like they have trained their bodies and put a lot of work into being able to do this thing and do it really well so that, you know, millions of people can enjoy it. Am I talking about porn or football? <laughs> doesn't um, but, matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. So so uh, I, I think I get what you're saying there. So when it comes to porn, don't base your sexual practices on what you see in the pornos because they've done a lot of work to get to that point. Right. And they also keep in mind that they can cut away, fill the entire cavity, butthole cavity up with lube. Mm -hmm. And you don't see that part. You just see them coming out and going in. Right. Right. Or maybe just do it a little, you know, and then, uh -huh. but you don't see that they've already prepped that with lube and, you know, all the things that are necessary because that's off camera. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right, Miss Nookie, we are coming up on time here. So I want to give you an opportunity and ask you to tell us about all the cool things that are happening over at Dating Kinky. Uh, give us a plug and, you know, tell people how they can get a hold of you, how they can uh, capitalize or, or take advantage of this awesome dating site. Yeah, so um, we're really super excited because just a couple weeks ago, our apps got approved for both Google Play and the Apple App Store. So super thrilled about that. You can join us, uh, Dating Kinky Messenger, on uh, Google Play and the Apple App Store. Again, it's free. Um, in the next phase, we'll actually have the options for our Plus membership. Plus membership is uh, $10 a month. And that includes That's video it. chatting, it includes audio chatting, and it includes over 400 hours of kinky education, plus so cheap, plus the access to the big book of ass. So, wow. and a, um, a, an online class, Learn to Love Anal, which takes the things in the big book of ass and lays them out literally step-by-step step and gives you audio um, to follow along with. Holy cow, that's amazing. You also have like other classes like on a regular basis as well? Yeah, we have uh, live classes 14 times a month. We've got, um, for example, we've got the non-monogamunch. We should have you on there sometime talking about non-monogamy. Sure. Um, we have that. life in submission. We have the distinction of deviation, which is uh, people of color in kink. Okay. We have um, two sides to dominance where a master and his slave talk about dominance from both perspectives. Uh, we have a rope class. And again, these are all a part of our library. So even if you can't make it to them live, going to them live is free. 
but all of the replays are part of our plus member library. Freaking cool. And only $10 a month. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And coming up November 12th through 14th, we have the all about play event, which is free. And um, for the first 1000 people, I think we've got about 600 people signed up right now. Uh, We just released it about a week ago and um, all about play. So that's going to include things like um, Sibians, uh, Enjoys, uh, Pervertibles. Um, I'm going to be doing a micro branding course. We've got people who are interested in doing flogging, how to plan an orgy and, you know, a whole bunch of other kinky stuff. So that one's going to be very focused in on demonstrations and how to type of classes. So we're super excited about that. Nice, nice. And like I said, all of this for just 10 bucks a month for the full membership. And a lot of this stuff is already available for free freaking rad. Miss Nookie, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, I feel I like I learned a whole lot about butt play and buttholes and all that good stuff. So it's been a hell of a time. Thank you so much. My pleasure. <laughs> all right. And thank you as always to our live audience for tuning in today. As a reminder, when we're live, you get no commercial interruptions, but the same can't be said for those podcast downloads. So If you want to avoid the commercial interruptions, be sure to catch us live Monday through Wednesday, 2.30 Pacific time, or sign up for our Patreon where you'll get access to our commercial-free RSS feed and support the show. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and wherever it is that you download your podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review. We'll really appreciate it. That's all we've got for you all today. Thank you one more time to Awesome Miss Nookie. Until next week, please, every day. Have a nice day! Thank you for tuning in to the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Would you or someone in your polycule like to be a guest? Sign up at practicingpolyamory.com and join the conversation. Please support us by subscribing, liking, and following us on social media at Practicing Polya by clicking any of the affiliate links on our website or by subscribing at patreon.com slash practicingpolya.